They say love is patient, they say love is kind Marriage on the other hand takes those things plus wine Spousing is a journey, not for the faint of heart Being married to a human is a science and an art Hey Lauren! Hey Katie! How's it going today? Oh, you know what? It is a sunshiny day. Well, it was forecasted to be a sunshiny day and then was mysteriously cloudy, but it's like 75 degrees, so I know the yeah. world is ending, but I guess it's kind of nice. Do you remember that? Uh, did you ever listen to the Postal Service? Yeah. You know that song that says, um, I think it's called Sleep, I think the song is Sleeping In, where they say that the oceans are getting warmer and people think that they're just being rewarded for treating others as they want to be treated. <laughs> like, and I yeah. think about that every time that it's like cold and like, or like warm in February. I'm like, mm, I'm being rewarded for like abiding yeah. by the golden rule. Yeah, I that's I deserve this. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. We we groomed Luna outside today and it was very cute and fluffy and at least two of the three of us enjoyed it. I won't say who. Who's who? I'm so proud of you guys for being able to groom your own dog. My dog always acts like we have, that's a boundary I can't cross with her, you know, like (laughs) she would be really betrayed if I did that. And also like, frankly, I'm not interested in the fight with her to like, she would be so patchy. And I imagine that like grooming Millie is what dressing a toddler will be like. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Mm -hmm. I mean, just save your patience because you're going to need it with the toddler. Mm-hmm. How are you? My spoons. Uh, I am exhausted in a good way. Um, I went skiing once a long time ago, and I just vividly remember feeling so tired and like such a like good bone tired like happy way after skiing that day, and that's kind of how I feel today. Hey, I've had that's about awesome. a week of yeah. I've had about a week of like really intense socialization and commitment and. It's not over yet. We've got, um, we're going away with some friends this weekend, and I'm really excited about it, but, whew, I'm, I'm sleepy. Happy, but yeah. sleepy. Yeah, happy, but sleepy. Hey, that's a good place to be. Yeah, so it's if I start like, snoring in the podcast, then forgive me. I'll try not to take it personally. <laughs> it's definitely not personal. I'm giving you a heads up. <laughs> yeah. I'd still probably take it pretty personally if you fell asleep while I was talking. I also don't think that says great things about our podcast as a whole. <laughs> Okay, good. I will make every effort to stay awake. Well, thank you. I feel like it's a pretty it's low bar. It's the least bar. I could do. Literally, <laughs> literally the very least I could do. I can offer you consciousness. <laughs> um, what's the state of your union this week, girl? Um, I'm really glad that you didn't ask me about what I'm drinking because it's pretty embarrassing. What? Uh, what is it? I guess I brought that on myself, didn't I? You did. Now I want to. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, I had a single Corona light in my beer. In my, in my beer, <laughs> single Corona in light your fridge. in my fridge. That's it. So that's what I'm drinking. But I do have a little. Th- it's squeezy. 75 degrees outside, girl. Eat into it. That's right. And I have a little squeezy thing of lime juice that I'm like pouring into it. So I feel <laughs> medium accomplished. Yeah, you're making it like a cocktail. Yeah, I need to find a good like diverse beer store around here. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. 
Um, well, that's not nearly as lame as what I'm drinking, which is water. I am on the, um, hydration train. My mom and stepdad visited over the weekend, and they are heavy drinkers, and, um, they tend to foot the bill when we go out to restaurants, and Mark and I tend to keep up with them, and so I am on a little bit of a break from alcohol. Yeah, that seems um, like just a, a good choice. Not even, like, a choice choice, just kind of like a self-guided... I don't want any alcohol right now, yeah, so like I'm I, off the sauce. I've had too much. Off the sauce. I'm yeah. off the sauce. Yeah, it's like when you go, it's like when you've been eating too much garbage throughout the holidays, and in January, like, you can choose to go on a diet, but a lot of us just, like, really only want a salad. Yeah, yeah like, like, I crave vegetables. Yeah, because that's our body telling us that, like, we need to replenish those, those nutrients, and I think that my body right now is telling me, like, it's time for some water. Yeah, hydration. You just made me really thirsty, and I'm... Way too far away from water currently, which is very unusual. I almost always have it. Is there anything better than really crisp, good, fresh water? Like, there's nothing on planet Earth. Not at all. And I am so grateful that in America we have access to it. I agree. Well, most of us. Yeah. Flint, Michigan. Not so much. (sighs) Not to bring it down. Okay, tell me about your, the city reunion. Um, we are doing well. Caitlin is... So, strangely, in the process, we kind of thought that she would not... Oh, yeah. The the, uh, the other dog in this house just got home from the vet, so... uh, Ooh, mm -hmm. rough day for the floofs. I tell you, one got groomed and one got shot. Vetted? Shot? (laughs) Who's Bortella? Oh, no. Um, Vaccinated? Is that a better way to say that? There we go. Okay, all right. That's, That's the word you're looking for. I see. No, things are good. We got a little bit of hopeful news today because Caitlin has been working on some job applications, kind of with the understanding that in, like, just the world of being a, a entry level of in any job, it's like you need two years to get hired, and it's like, but where do I get the experience if no one will hire me type of a situation? Um, so Caitlin is uh, working on applications and got a call back and like somebody said, hey, we'll meet with you. Yay! Yeah. So that's a good, good, I mean, it's still a way long way off, but it just was a hope. It was a hopeful little nugget that is a, a good, um. Yeah, a good omen. To, mm-hmm, a good omen. Omen. And that's you, a good way to think about that. Yeah. And you know what? It's also like, that's just the first of the good things that will come you and Caitlin have every reason to expect positive things to come your way. Absolutely. You no, I, I really agree with that. And I ordered a bridesmaid's dress for Lay's wedding that I'm in this this summer, and it should be coming tomorrow, and I'm just getting very excited mm. about planning all the fun stuff and getting to celebrate one of my favorite people on the planet. I love it when really close friends get married. It makes me so happy. Your yeah. wedding is one of my favorite memories. Aww. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue, but we're not quite there yet because I need to know about the state oh, of your union. Yeah. Um, Mark and I are great right now. I feel like we're always just kind of like passing in the night. Like even right now, he's not home. He'll probably be coming home in the middle of us recording. So prepare to drink a lot, listeners, because my dog is going to go apeshit. <laughs> but um, I... <coughs> Still have that winter cold. Isn't that um, fun? Yeah, I know. It's just like a winter tickle. Like a little post-nasal drip. Constant, <laughs> constant post-nasal drip. Winter tickle um, sounds a lot cuter and more fun than that actually Winter is. tickle. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, 
what was I saying? You and Mark, our ships in the Oh, night. yeah, no, we're always just kind of, so even right now, he's, like, still at school at a meeting. It's parent-teacher conferences all day. And then I've been really working out a ton because I, my sister-in-law and I are doing this, like, challenge at our gym. And so we are, like, watching a lot of um, Game of Thrones right now. We're trying to rewatch all of it and like time for the new season so we recognize that we're not going to be able to watch all seven seasons of game of thrones so we found this article this like new york times article of the top 20 game of thrones episodes so we're like four episodes into that list and then we figured we'd just watch the entire last season so that's kind of what we've been up to and we've also been doing a lot of like we've also been kind of like bickering about um wake up times which is like a really difficult thing for the two of us because I am especially bad at getting out of bed in the morning and he feels responsible for getting me out of bed in the morning so we're we're like gentle and sweet with each other about it but we're every single morning that's like something that we have a discussion <laughs> yeah, about is like I, how we can make waking up better yeah that's the I mean that's the crux of marriage is like being gentle and sweet with each other while being like we've got to do this better <laughs> right well like um, in the morning I'm like do not worry about me and my business. I will sleep, and if I'm late to work, like, I will suffer the consequences. And then later I get out of bed, and I'm like, I'm really sorry. Thank you for helping me get my goals. Yeah, right. Oh. Because well, I'm a different what? person in the morning. Progress, not achievement. Yeah, I also wanted to backtrack just a second and note, or note a correlation that I've noticed that since you've been doing this challenge, you've just been happier. Ah, uh, that is true. And I think true. there's a correlation with exercise and endorphins and very legally blonde. Happy yeah. people just don't shoot their husbands. They just yeah, don't. They don't. That's well, and this is a, a, a very important marriage tip, everybody. Exercise. Oh, um, well, I would say also, yeah. like, I have been a lot happier. I've been, and it's not just the exercise. I've, it's the meditate. Like, honestly, it sounds so stupid, but who knew that, like, the meditation, the journaling, the exercise, and the eating well. And the sleeping, and I feel great. And like, those are literally all of the things that are on my works health, like health challenge points system thing. It's like every day you log, you log in, and you say, "Do I did I exercise? Did I journal before bed? Did I meditate? Did I eat well? Like eat at least whatever servings of mm-hmm. fruits, vegetables, um, and did I and did I sleep? Did I get eight hours of sleep? Yeah, yeah." It's, it's honestly, and like, and, and to be honest with you, I'm also taking my antidepressants every day, religiously. Mental health tool and, belt. Yep, it's my mental health tool belt, and I, and it's finally now been long enough that I should be feeling the effects, and it's not a lot, I don't take a lot of, you know, antidepressants, but, or a high dosage, but like, and even if it's just a placebo effect, all of this, I feel like I have a lot more perspective. Even yesterday was kind of an anxious day, but I was, like, it was fine. I made it through. It wasn't a terrible day. Um, And I'm, it's also the environment. And, like, I don't know. I'm doing a lot better. And there's so much to be said for feeling financially unburdened, Lauren. And that is coming for you. And you got your first good omen of that today. Yeah. So, and you'll feel like you have the time to do these things when you feel financially unburdened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I agree. And I don't, like, I have I felt um, some type of way last week when you were talking about how the state of our union is always, like, the state of our, like, bank accounts. And, yeah. and I started thinking about it, and I was like, I really don't want to be that, con- like, I don't want this to be this consuming thing. Like, obviously, yeah. you know, it, the, the um, idealism 
ideal way of living life is like just not worrying about it. As long as you have enough, you're good. And, did that resonate the, with you or did you feel like that wasn't right or what? I don't understand what some type of way means. Not to be a therapist with you, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it just, it gave me something to think about. Like it was mm-hmm. something I was like, wow, is that really what relationships boil down to? And on the, and I'm going to answer this out of both sides of my mouth. And on the one side, the idea is that we do need money to be able to live. <laughs> like we've yeah. got, you know, like it's a, um, it's a, it would be way too idealistic to be like, oh, I just don't care about money. It's like, well, you know, there's friends we need to love on and support, and that sometimes takes financial um, things. And there's just, like, the basic life necessities, too. So there, it would be too idealistic to, to eschew it and think, oh, I don't need to ever worry about money ever. But then it's right. also, like, there's something to it that it's not everything. And, like, yeah, there's a best way to do all of these big things we want to do financially. Like, there's a best way to buy a house, and we want there's a best way to do this, but the best is, does not always need to be the enemy of the good. And yeah. as long as we can make whatever we need happen, I don't know. I feel like I've been in a very, like, contemplative place. Contemplative. Contemplative. Did I say mm-hmm. that word? I feel like it's missing a syllable. Contemplative. No. Contemplative is right. Hmm. Can, okay. <laughs> I've yeah, been in a place where I've been thinking a lot about things. Just <laughs> yeah. words, even... You know? Yeah, and even <laughs> even worse themselves. You know, I think that um, in a in a relationship, whenever there is scarcity of a resource of any kind, there's going to be tension because you have two people who are completely independent and different people with different ideas of what is the what is the way to do things. And, um, and in some ways, like, I don't think that there is a best way to do things. I think that a lot of it is like circumstances and opinions and what's best for you as a couple in your situation. And I think that it's pretty often that Mark and I disagree on the best way to do things when there's scarcity of money. It, that is a tension between the two of us. And when there is a scarcity of time with time, when there's a scarcity of time, how we spend our time is a, is a tension. When there's a scarcity of energy, what we do with our energy is a tension. Um, like we, you know, that is, that is always going to be a tension. And I think it's about how you negotiate it. Um, but I think it's normal that right now you and I are, are really in a time of scarcity with money and you especially right now. And, um, I think it's normal that that's going to be the, like the main thing that we talk about, but then I've just noticed that now that Mark and I are not having a money scarcity issue, we don't talk about it as much, you know? Yeah. And it's funny. It's not like, uh, well, I have two thoughts when we teach economics in third grade, the big, the big main idea that we, um, push home is that, um, economics is about choices and we have to make choices uh, because of the base truth that there is scarcity. And so scarcity forces us to make choices. That's the basis of, basis of economics. You can't have everything, so you have to make decisions. Um, and then what you choose, and then the thing that you lose is your opportunity cost. And so like just thinking about making choices, and even inside and outside, all choices come from scarcity because we can't have it all. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that's interesting. And I think also, Caitlin and I definitely don't have conflict like intermarital conflict about money in general i think our our relationship tends to be like we like look look at each other like oh shit like we're in, like we still have, do you still have money no cool 
Yeah. Today she just told me she was like, I bought the I bought you the cutest Valentine's Day present and it cost so few dollars. And I was like, that's amazing, babe. <laughs> so I feel like in times of economic scarcity, it doesn't cause interpersonal. It doesn't cause um, marital stress as much as it causes like. For me, I'm always yeah. like I've been a very frugal person. I've always been like a pl- financial planner. For me, it causes like inter intra person stress. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For both of you guys, and then when there's intrapersonal stress, then, like, how you, your spoons are lost, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Caitlin, I told her the other day, I was like, babe, because um, we just we just had a couple of really big costs come up, and I was like, so we paid them all off, and then I was looking at our checking, and I was like, babe, I've never had so little money. Like, I have, <laughs> like obviously, there's stuff in places, like, we're not destitute, but, like, I just have never, my checking account has always been bigger than this, and she was like, really? I used to be like this all the time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember those days very, very, very recently. It is incredible. I, like, it literally going from one person to two people will make you forever amazed at how you ever fucking did it as one person. Like, (laughs) I, I am still adjusting to the fact that I am in awe of how the fact, like, how two human adults and a dog can live on one meager salary. Right. I tell you. So people are amazing. People are being people that raise children on like very meager salaries. Absolutely. I I know. Talk about spoons, you know? Yeah, no kidding. Actually, well, finances plays into the beginning of our, our topic. So today we wanted to talk about wedding reflections or reflecting on our weddings because as you can probably tell from the title of this podcast and anything you've ever listened to, we are married, which means we've already had weddings. Yeah, we've had them. Yes. Um, and, well, we're the type of married people that had weddings. Some married people don't have weddings. Right. Everybody but, has some kind of signature ceremony type thing, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, we're, um, this is about as cheesy as we're going to get with regards to Valentine's Day. So, we figured we'd talk about something that we both are kind of experts on, our own weddings, and also yeah. something romantic. Yeah. So yeah. romantic. So romantic. Katie, do you like weddings in general? I love them. I love them. I used to fantasize about being a wedding planner when I was a little girl. And then yeah. somebody told me that what being a wedding planner is actually terrible. And I just took them at their word. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like a lot of stress. My mom, I think it was my mom who, she's always just like popping a hole in the balloon of that, of my childhood dreams. <laughs> but my, my mom prob- like was the one who was like, it's not just attending weddings. You have to like manage the wedding. And I was right. like, oh, that isn't fun. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Although yeah. then you went into social work, which is just a real cakewalk, you know, no, yeah, no but stress, it's a- no pressure there. Yeah, I know, but it's like emotional intimacy, and that's my sweet spot. So. <laughs> what is? What about you? Do you like weddings? You love oh, weddings. I love weddings. You love a good I, dance. You love a good buffet. There's honestly nothing I love more. I've never been to a wedding and been like that was shitty. Like I literally, I love weddings. And I'm trying to think I if also, I've ever been to a shitty wedding, and I don't think I have. No, I haven't either. I've never and been I, to a wedding without alcohol. So oh, I have actually been to weddings. I've and been even to those many great. weddings. There are still such beautiful things about them. Like, I yeah. I don't know. They're just the idea of two people committing to each other is very yeah. intoxicating to me. And I love the ancientness <laughs> the of words. the marriage. Yeah. I love the ancientness of, like, a wedding mm-hmm. or of, like, a marriage ceremony, you know? Yeah. It just I, feels like connection with history. When Caitlin and I started dating, she had never – she had been to one wedding. And it was, like, a family – like, a family member they weren't that close with. 
and the bride and groom got into like a knockdown drag out fight in the parking lot and like profanities were thrown oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so she was like didn't have any idea about weddings and in the first six months we were together we went to four weddings oh my gosh yes classic you yeah so yeah I love weddings and I think the most uh alluring thing is that you're just getting to see the way that two people love each other and profess their love to each other yeah me and too. I love that mm-hmm. yeah um so just a couple quick facts about the like averages of weddings last year the average wedding cost $33,391 yep um but that varies widely depending on your geography so couples in New York City spend $77,000 essentially yeah. and uh couples in New Mexico Jeez. um are around $17,000 so it can really vary a lot depending yeah. on where you live which makes a lot of sense because Anytime you try to do anything in New York City, it's going to cost you about $77,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is absolutely not surprising to me because my parents, in order to figure out what was fair... So my parents are divorced and they helped pay for my wedding. In fact, my parents paid for my wedding in full. I'm very blessed to have that. And um, they... My mom, like, looked up those statistics online to try to estimate what was fair to, like, split down the middle. So I saw those stats, and, like, that's – it's astonishing to me how much that costs and – or, like, to hear those numbers. And also, I had a wedding. I know for a fact that I had a budget wedding, and my wedding costs somewhere in that median range. Right. Yeah, I know. I can can relate on a very – intimate level yeah Um, our weddings like had budget elements (laughs) absolutely no I like I I didn't want to I had like a number in my head I didn't want to go over I mean I got a secondhand dress I hired a um um my co-worker I bought flowers at Costco my co-workers put them together I hired a florist a very inexpensive florist for um our uh, like you just have to you have to really prioritize and then really minimize <laughs> yeah and and we were able I think I'm actually like really happy with the way all of our like elements turned out and I don't think that either of us I don't think you would have gone to either of our weddings and been like this was like a quote-unquote like that's not the budget isn't what popped out at me you know yeah yeah no definitely well that's what's important to us is that we had a wedding that but you and I are also good at stuff like that. We're good at doing – we also have budget houses, like budget yes. decorations, and our houses all look put together too. So yeah. we're – like we just have an eye for that stuff. It but was also, fun, like actually. even do- – yeah, it was. But even doing that, like I had similar things. My venue was incredibly inexpensive. My flowers were incredibly inexpensive. Um, my dress was under $100. I had, the officiant was a friend of mine. Like, it was all, um, I don't know. It was all very, like, it was just, a lot of it was very budget. And yes, and yet it was still, like, cost more than my first job paid me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I wonder what those statistics are, and this is where it would have been helpful to do, you know, more research. I wonder what the international statistics are. Actually, let me just do a quick Google. International average cost of wedding. While you're Googling that, how did you and Caitlin, not to, like, continue talking about money, um, but, like, how did you and Caitlin deal with that money? Did, like, Caitlin have any sticker shock or, like, Mark was a little bit, because my parents were paying for it, he was a little bit separated from the whole money thing. 
I'm trying to... Except for I had to negotiate between my two parents, and that was a pain in the ass. I wish that they had just talked to each other instead of talked to me, like, the entire thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark always gets involved when my parents get involved. Um, well, a... Uh, okay, so the answer is that Caitlin doesn't really... Con- budgets are not really concerning to her. She never really thought about money before, and she doesn't really know what things cost. Like, doesn't really... And she yeah. doesn't really think about it. So when I would... Um, so my parents paid for our guests' food. That was like... And it was a huge... It was a huge chunk of the wedding. It was like, you know, like a third to a half. Um, so... And we covered everything else. Um, and so we definitely... I knew what things should cost because I I like to do research. That's like fun for me. So I would look things up and then actually Caitlin honestly would have been fine not having a wedding. Like she would have like, you know, had a glass of champagne at the bar after the courthouse and been, and been just fine. Yeah. Um, but now that we've had a wedding, she actually does reflect on it fondly. And she does think it's good that we did it because it's the only time you ever mm. do something like that. Yeah. Um, but she like never really I thought about know, it. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, and so she didn't really, um, so I would, like, come up and say, like, okay, here's four uh, flowers, this is what I was thinking, here's how we can do it, we can get this much through these people, this much through these people, and Caitlin would only be, like, she wasn't interested in doing any of the research, and my, our little joke is that she was only involved enough to be annoying, because we, i get it down to, like, two options, and be like, which one do you like, and she'd be like, hmm, and she'd go back to the drawing board, and then she'd get it yeah. back down to the same two options, and I was, I'd always be like, babe, <laughs> I love you, but you gotta stop. That is so funny. <laughs> There's certain things where, like, I was just thinking today, I was getting, like, triggered. Mark, poor Mark, like, the times that he triggers me the most are the times where, like, I'm imagining him doing something in my head that he has never, ever, ever <laughs> even done. And, like, then I come home and I'm already pissed off at him because of, like, some fight that, like, he never had with me. Um, so today, I was getting pissed off today about the fact that, like, I already know that we're going to have a fight about what we name our kids. <laughs> like, so I was driving home from the gym thinking about that fight and getting angry at him preemptively. Anyway, there's, so I was thinking about what I would say to him in this fight, which is there are certain things that you should just let me do. And naming <laughs> our children is one of them. And also the wedding, a lot of that. When Mark wanted to like get involved with making certain decisions, a lot of his, like the things that were important to him, really important to him, we like agreed on most of them and he had a lot of really good like the food was really important to him music was really important to him and we agreed on all of those things basically but when it came to like decoration stuff or like he didn't want to get anybody a gift like a bridesmaid or like a like a um bridal party gift and i was like babe there are certain things you just have to let me be the be the boss on like you don't know about this it's not worth teaching you i don't know why it's like this but it is just let me be the boss (laughs) um yeah i hate to put caitlin on blast here but every single thoughtful gift that her wedding party received those were all from me Oh. I actually, I bought myself my own wedding gift from her. I bought myself flip-flops made from recycled yoga mats. <laughs> and okay. I wore them on the dance floor. Okay, so I need to share with all of our listeners what Lauren got me for a, a gift for the wedding. And it, well, no, you didn't get it for me. You got it for my no, husband. for Mark. Yeah. You got it for Mark. Mark walked I mean, Lauren's mom down the too. aisle. You got me something really cute, but this is like, this is like the thing that made me weep. Mark's mom walked Lauren's, or Mark walked Lauren's mom down the aisle, 
and Lauren got him as a gift an engraved whistle that says Coach Bing on it, which is just... <laughs> Oh my god! I <laughs> cried and cried and cried, and I like texted a picture of it to Alex, and Alex was like, "That was a gift for you," and I was like, it "I was. know." It really was. It really was. It was so. It I know. So I now happy. have some kind of uh, monthly membership to uh, Things Remembered or Things Engraved, whatever that place is called. <laughs> yeah, Things Remembered. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so anyway, I like that's. It sounds like Caitlin and Mark were really similar with their wedding planning. Although my girlfriend is engaged right now, and her fiance is a is a dude and he is so opinionated and like gets really pouty about decisions and like has opinions on everything including they got into a big fight about the bridesmaids dresses oh interesting yeah and like i was like she was like don't tell him i told you this and now here i am putting this out in the air but um you know i'm not naming any names but anyway yeah he is like very um yeah and I, that doesn't surprise me because he's like an opinionated guy that I think that it, he's like a, he wants to contribute. He's a yeah. modern. He's a modern man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I think it really has more to do with like the detail oriented person is probably the person that is going to be more um, oriented to the details. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, a, a wedding to the in boring Jer- details. Oriented oh, okay. to the pretty details. <laughs> Uh, the average, the av- that's that's a true true statement. The average cost of a wedding in Germany is between ten and twenty thousand euro, which I looked up. Ten thousand euro is like eleven thousand dollars, so it's like between ten and twenty thousand dollars. So we spend a significant amount more on weddings in the states, which is not surprising. Still, that's the price of a car. Yeah, it's oh, average thirteen thousand. You know what, though? I'm complaining about this, and I'm acting like such a, like, a price prude about it, but I I really, truly have no regrets about any of it. Like, I love my wedding. I have the best memories of it. It was, like, truly... People, like, I think that it's not in vogue right now to say that your wedding is the best day of your life, but, like, it was truly one of the best days of my life. I think it's not. I think people... Because I think it's more, like, in vogue right now to be, like... It's a really good day, but like you're, it's about the marriage, not the wedding, and like. Okay, but that is how I feel. Like it yeah, was a great but like day, it's truly. But that is, I do feel like it was a good day, but it wasn't like the best. Like mar- I do feel like the marriage is, is like way more important. And I've been way more happy, like I think being married than ever before. I don't yeah, know. no, I a hundred percent agree with that in a global set, like in a in a, like a what truly matters more to me sense, but like. Mm-hmm. That day, I do not regret how much money it cost. Like, that was a freaking awesome day. Like, oh, that yeah, was no, I don't regret, one of, I don't regret It was that one either. of the best days of my life. Like, I had every single person I've ever loved around me. I felt so loved because people actually showed up, and I think that every every single couple that gets married is like has a, a weird maybe i'm wrong about this but like a vague weird like fear about like what if no one shows up to the wedding and then everybody does and it's really? wonderful right in about this i never that's something i never even knew to be afraid of oh did you worry God. that no one is going to show up to your wedding i totally worried that nobody would show up to my wedding oh my god I maybe know. that's just me you know what most of the time, Lauren, you're supposed to tell people that, like, you're supposed to validate their fears and tell them that you also have their fears, not be like, you're alone in your fear. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you I have was, to... I thought everybody felt like that, and you're like, no, you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. I said, 
said, write in about this because I didn't know I was supposed to be afraid of that. Well, anyway, it was a beautiful day. The food was incredible. I have pictures of it. I remember the best feelings ever. The feeling of waking up in the morning, like, at, like that day. So anyway, I, what all I'm saying is that if I'm complaining about the money... I think that's a little disingenuous because I really don't regret it. It was such yeah, an amazing experience. I agree. I agree. I think there are things that I would have done differently, but no, I don't think money factors into any of those decisions. Like what? Um, I think I made a lot of decisions surrounding our wedding for other people, and I wish I had been a little truer to myself and like kind of what I wanted for the wedding. Um, just in terms of – well, okay, let me just jump into a little bit of – well, the research is uh, the, that I gathered is about the after, aftermath of the wedding. And so this is a Washington Post article from July 2018. It's called The Post-Wedding Blues Are Real. Here's how to handle them. And it's a little bit, it starts off with a little bit of research from the Laura Stafford, professor and director of Bowling Green State University School of Media and Communication, and another researcher named Alice Scott Gordon, who is an associate professor at the University of Kentucky's Department of Communication. They did a study of 28 women in 2016. Nearly half of um, uh, all the uh, participants uh, indicated they felt let down or depressed after their weddings, and some participants reported clinical levels of depression. In 2018, study of 152 wedding, 12% reported, reported feeling depressed after their wedding. Mm. And interestingly, it has nothing to do with having a bad wedding. A bad wedding isn't to blame. In Scott Gordon's and Stafford's first study, neither none of the blue brides felt linked their feelings of depression or let down to the wedding itself. For even blue brides, the wedding appears to have lived up to their expectations, they wrote. Still, a psychologist in New York, Jocelyn Charnas, who has been dubbed the wedding doctor, found that almost everyone experiences some form of letdown after the big day. Like any milestone we look forward to, a certain degree of difficult feelings, whether it's emptiness, loneliness, or sadness, is not uncommon after the fact, she warns. And then she goes on to give a couple of little tips about um, post-wedding slumps. But what are your feelings on, like, so your wedding lived up to your expectations. How did you feel in the aftermath? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? I relate to that article so much. I famously, and maybe, like, I always get the sense that maybe this isn't something that I should talk about, but I have no shame about this in case this ever happens to anybody else. I had a massive, true panic attack on my on the night of my wedding, after we got home from the wedding, and I haven't had an actual panic attack since I was, like, a, a little kid. Like, I've had... I've, like anxiety attacks where I felt like a lot of anxiety, but I haven't had a full panic attack, hyperventilating, like feeling, you know, impending feeling of doom since I was a little kid. And I had that on the night of our wedding. And part of it was because I was, I'm, I was a little, I, I was drunk. And then it also just occurred to me, like, I had been so focused, 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 focused on the wedding and like everything that has to be done for the wedding and like what the day of is going to be like that it didn't sink in that what we had done was like the most intense adult thing that I had ever done. And all of a sudden I felt like a little kid who had made an adult decision and yeah, I felt like a little kid who had made an adult decision without any kind of like really thinking about it and I all of a sudden I felt like I was it was a very out-of-body experience I felt like I was a little kid you know 
who have been per- masquerading as a grown-up, playing yeah. house, basically. I remember Caitlin and I sitting on the plane to our honeymoon being like, oh my god, everyone knows we're married. Like, yeah. every, like we always knew, like, we kind of felt married before we were married, like, in some ways, like, we, we felt very bonded and united and together, and then we were like, oh shit, now everybody knows. You know? <laughs> like, it was yeah. the biggest coming out party in the entire world. Yeah, it's like coming out. Well, then also, I, I got, de- you know, so I calmed down from that. The next day, I felt a lot better, but then, if anybody's ever had a panic attack you know that your nervous system doesn't totally settle down for like 48 hours right and so i and also like i'm sure that it was the adrenaline of coming down from a big day like i'm sure that that absolutely yeah and um so i continued to feel crappy for probably a week after that and it didn't take i don't know it, it took about a month for me to settle back into our life together I yeah. really, really, really relate to that article. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to what, know I'm not alone. I had no idea. I thought I was a No, you are the majority. It says in the couple of tips they give is recognize that a post-wedding slump is unavoidable. Um, the couple should expect to let, let down after the planning bonanza is over. And this part I thought was very interesting. Um, there's a, a, someone that was asked, was engaged, and everybody was always asking, uh, when's your wedding? Uh, how is the planning going? And once you're married, people aren't as interested in your life, she says. And she pined, pined for the planning, thinking like uh, having something to look forward to was really a big motivator. Mm. I've heard um, similar things about women and their second children. Um, oh. And that during their first pregnancy, it's so wonderful and rewarding because everyone's so curious. But during your second, and it gets worse, like, with every pregnancy, people are less right, and less curious. because you don't do a baby shower after the yeah. first one. Yeah, people are doing wow. baby sprinkles these days. I've never seen those before, but have you heard sprinkles. of these? No, I haven't, but I like it. Yeah, it's for, like, it's teeny tiny little, it's like a mini shower, like maybe a, a lunch where you bring a small inexpensive gift. Yeah, I like that. Of, like, you don't need to bring me, I already have, like, all the other, sh- I don't need, like, more. Yeah, that's whatever. exactly what it is. It's, yeah. It's but like, just come over and hang me. out with me and let's eat chicken. Yeah, and let's eat, let's just <laughs> celebrate and, like, have a cupcake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Let's do that. Let's make a like a plan to do that for any subsequent children. I I think that and that's you know, wonderful. Interestingly, I know that that's one of Caitlin's fears is that because I'm going to be carrying first, there'll be a lot of like rigmarole around my pregnancy, and then by the time she's pregnant, we'll have a toddler, and she'll be uh, like, "Oh, I just have to deal with it," you know. Yeah. And it's her first pregnancy. So. But you know what? She's so lucky if she's a person with that fear. She's so lucky she's married to you because now that you know that fear, you're going to go above and beyond to like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's you're a very so good at that. It's a very good point. And I would have that like times a thousand. Yes. She has it in kind of like a hee hee. Like, isn't it funny how like nobody's going to like a cutesy yes. way? I would have it in like a real way. Like, I, you know, you it would feel because I are, need my community to celebrate, which yeah. is why the wedding was really important to me. Yeah, you are my favorite person because when you really believe in, like, somebody's reasoning for something, when you think that they have a good reason, you empathize so hard with them. And then, like, that drives you to, like, of course you're going to care for her and be supportive of her because, like, you feel it on a visceral level. No, you're like that with me, too. You were like that today. I was running late today because I was going to the gym and you were like, truly not a problem. I am so proud of you to, for going to the gym. That is I the am. best thing. Yeah. I know. I know you are. And that is what's so wonderful about you is that it's Aww. so genuine. 
You make me cry. Oh, I just love you. We're not um, allowed to cry on the podcast. That's the other thing about weddings that I love is that people say so much nice stuff about oh you. Oh my god. Oh my god. And I you had... and I love being the center of attention. Okay, so. choose one thing. Choose one nice thing that somebody somebody said because it's probably obnoxious to listen to other people talk about their weddings. But choose one thing and let's both share one nice thing someone said to you oh. on your wedding day. I already have. Mine, okay, so, so it's not on my it's not on my wedding day, but it was a it was a prior to my wedding day because the thing about the wedding too is that for the entire time leading up to your wedding, people are saying nice things about you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's like true. Like at your showers mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, this was a, b- a prior to the wedding thing. I asked um, our dear friend Connor to officiate the wedding. He is a fabulous um, public speaker, and he's um, deeply spiritual, and also. So like a, a really dear friend of ours and has known me and Mark since before we were both dating. And so I asked him and he, it was so scary. He like didn't answer me at first and like was like, I really I need time to this. think yeah. about it. Yeah. I sent him an email and he like responded. was like, I really need time to think about it. I don't know. And then he texted me and was like, do you want to go to dinner? And it just felt so ominous. And so I went to dinner with him and he said, he wanted to talk to me about it because he said that he was taking it so seriously because he felt like the love that Mark and I shared was so, so big. And and maybe this is Connor is a very good person. He's very good with words, but I also think that he's a genuine person that he felt like the love that Mark and I had was so, so big that he felt small and um, not worthy standing next to it. Aww. And then he was also... Um, he was also worried that my dad who is Catholic and Connor is Catholic and Connor didn't have a problem with it, but he was worried that he would offend my dad, um, by, by performing a marriage ceremony and not being like an ordained minister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And, and I had to assure him that my dad truly has no clue. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, and, but it was so touching because one, I just wasn't expecting it. And two, like, I had no idea that people like really like me and Mark. Like I just thought that people were like, "Oh, great, they're getting married." Like, but we thought they would. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. no, that's wonderful. Like, that's yeah. A, that's so true. And to, and to be so supportive of something that is so paramount in your life too. Yeah. But it's like you know, like yeah, I am proud of this, but I didn't know everybody else knew how great it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's like that makes me really happy. I thought that people were just like, "Wow, Katie like tricks some cute guy into loving her." <laughs> it turns out <laughs> people are like, "Oh, they're guy. really good." Ma- he- <laughs> I love that. I love that that's your response. He is the cutest guy. He is so cute. Him. What's the nicest thing someone said to you? Um, okay, your wedding so was my... so full of nice things. I cried so oh. much at your wedding. Well, oh, it's just, it was, there is so much love. I've never been in such a space. For, you're right. It's like all the people that you love and just, it's absolutely overwhelming. And I had a bunch of family from Indiana that I wasn't sure how they were going to feel about coming. Um, I know that they, like, for sure vote Republican. Like, they're very, like, conservative in a lot of ways. But we've been through a lot together as a family. Interestingly, it's not my blood family. This is, um, it's a complicated family situation. But they're the family that I feel the closest to. And I really wanted them to come. And, like, they literally care of it. Like, it's a, bu- a bunch of them came. It was, like, a couple Aww. of tables. And I was so, like, touched by that. And one of my aunts came over to me. And, and this is the family that that is also 
connected to like people that were even closer that decided not to for religious reasons, which was like a whole situation in and of itself. But my my aunt came over to me at, after the ceremony, and and actually we were, it was right after the first dance and Kate and Caitlin was dancing with her dad and my aunt came over to me and she like hugs me in this like bear hug and like doesn't let go and in my ear she goes I've never seen two people more in love and she's been married for like 40 years like 35 years or something crazy and I just like I I remember that I think that's like probably one of my like top like five clearest memories of that day yeah, it's just so yeah, great. It just makes me want to cry now. See, I think that that's another really good, um, yeah, that's like another really good winning, like, check in the get, have a wedding column, because you get to see that, like, it's just nice to have kind of a bird's eye view of the people in your life for a night, you know? Yeah. And, like, to see, I also got a gift that, um, my gob mother's husband, who I grew up around, um, very, you know, close with, um, I grew up riding horses with them, and I got a gift. He he was, like, a woodworker, had a wood shop, and he used to make carriages, like, for horses. Mm-hmm. And he's much older now, in his 80s or 90s, and um, not really as good with his hands. And he made me this beautiful towel rack that my he had made my mom one much very similar to it, you know, 30 years ago or whatever. And, um... It was his last project that he was, like, it was the last project that he ever did. And that, it was, a, there was a note in there saying that he was no longer going to be doing any more projects, but that he wanted to do that for my wedding. And mm. I, that's just another, like, it really is so touching to be able to see all f- that family. And, like, to have Mark's family and my family together was really wonderful. And to have Mark's family, like, on my territory was yeah. really great. I'm wondering, like, what other kind of research you dug up about weddings. So, well, I think, let's see, did we do um, the tips? I don't, well, we just did the first one of, like, recognizing this, uh, unavoidable. So, the other two, that there was a couple in the article, but I picked out the ones I thought that were most uh, relevant. And the first one made me think of you, because it says, schedule your honeymoon strategically, because you need something else to look forward to. So like, maybe, I did like that. potentially not taking it right after. Yep. So, yeah. I did that on purpose because I knew that I needed something to look forward to. But instead, I ended up just stretching that anxiety and depression all the way out until my honeymoon, releasing it like a valve <laughs> on my honeymoon. And then <laughs> that went really well. <laughs> went so horribly. Um, I will dive into this. We'll do like an on, on wedding moon wedding moons on the honeymoon reflections one day but Mm -hmm. suffice to say that I was not 100% sure about changing my last name when I got married and but I did because it was extremely important to Mark that we shared the same last name and that the last name be his last name um and I was a little resentful of it but I did not say anything until the first night of our honeymoon which was a poor choice that was not and a good move. <laughs> it was a bad move. Oh, wait. No, just kidding. It was the second night of our honeymoon. The first night of our honeymoon, I prevented Mark from watching Penn State in the bowl game, which I promised him that we could do. So I was right. off to a bad start already. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. Well, and it's yeah, funny we need that to redo our honeymoon. Specifically, yeah, yeah, you do. And you should. There's, it specifically says strategically because I wonder, I think for Caitlin, it was really important that we did it right after because yeah. we didn't want to be like, it's always so easy to put things off. 
And I know people who like, just for one reason after another, just never got to go. And so it was really important to her that we go. And for her, I think the, just the romance of like leaving, we didn't leave the next day. I think we left yeah. the day after, but, um, I know yeah, so, that's really nice. I love mm-hmm. the idea of like going to the airport in like your getaway clothes. Yeah, I know. Oh, your getaway clothes were so cute, girl. They were better than my wedding dress. Everybody, like, everybody afterwards was talking to me about my getaway dress and my <laughs> wedding dress, and I was like, yeah. and also, I wore my getaway dress to your wedding, so. Oh, yeah, and you looked great, so there's yeah. that. Yeah, and I danced so hard at your wedding that it started to come unraveled, so I need well, to take it to a tailor. Yeah, I was gonna say, do that, because it is, it's too cute to Yeah, to it's condo. a favorite dress, and it was mm-hmm. too expensive to let, to condo, yeah. Exactly. Um, and the last more piece is if you're still feeling blue after six months, seek help. Yeah, because duh. Because, you know, it just, it, it, and you could seek help before then. <laughs> yeah. And situational, so any, that's a really good rule for anything. Situational depression, if you think that there's something depressing you, if it's more than six months, it's probably not something. It's probably like you're depressed. So that's Yeah, right. Exactly. Just, just a good rule of thumb. Yes, exactly. Um, the last little tidbit it comes from an article that that actually came from vogue in november of 2017 Mm -hmm. it's called post-wedding blues sadness and how to cope so i thought this was really interesting it's it was sort of the why behind why i remember my sister-in-law who i adore my brother's wife and she after so they had a beautiful wedding definitely on a shoestring budget like they uh, but it was like one of the most like joyous days honestly i remember feeling so so happy all day on that day because I was just so happy to have this person in our life and um, until yeah. my wedding day I was like this is like that one of the happiest days um, and she woke up the next day and she was like you know when you go out in college and you have like a really good night out and you're like man I can't wait till next weekend because we're going to do that again like I have all my friends in the same place and she like woke up after her the wedding with that feeling and then realized oh my god we oh, never get to do that again yeah and it's just such a it's a it's a good point. There's like so many different ways. I you know my own feelings. I'll get into in a little bit about like just like post wedding and, and reflections on all of that. But the psychiatrist Dr. Yusra Ahmad um, explains that when less than ideal emotions are put on hold, they can take a toll that is only evident after the wedding's over. Weddings exemplify our cultural obsession with perfect ideals when it comes to compartment, a uh, comportment, not compartment, <laughs> comportment, <laughs> behavior, romance and beauty, and it leaves very little space for any pain, stress, and struggle, she tells Vogue. This led leads to a pressure cooker situation where anger, resentment, or sadness builds up until these emotions come out explosively either during the wedding planning stage or after the wedding is over. Yeah. So I think that's really true. It, it, it's all about um, our cultural ideas and all of our expectations that we put into our weddings. And I think that's, that also comes, like, the expectation, I think, the the panic that you experienced maybe came from a place of of feeling like you were supposed to feel some type, this particular type of feeling, this particular type of adult married feeling, and you're like, oh, no, I'm still me. I, did, I, I don't know if I'm mature enough to have done this, you know? Yeah. And, like, I didn't, I don't feel the way I expected to. Yeah, well, and all of a sudden, you know, a weird thing for me was that all of a sudden I started to feel like I... It was a bit, yeah, it was, I just, it wasn't how I expected to feel. It wasn't. And so that, that is a very, the expectations reality thing is so, um, foundational to all distress, I think, you know, and I, yeah. when it comes to both the feeling of how it felt to be married, but also like what it would feel like to be on our honeymoon, you know, like yeah. I was disappointed that like, 
I did not, because I had stuff on my mind and like we weren't communicating, I was really disappointed that we felt disconnected and I did not choose to try to get connected. I chose to try to air the, the issues, but yeah. um, like you, ex when you expect things, especially about your wedding, when you have every single person in your life that you love, which also means that you have every single person in your life that you have baggage with in your immediate vicinity, I don't know. You're going to stir up emotions. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you're lucky if you get away from a wedding with 100% good feelings. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think it's hard to deal with those because anything that's even a little bit, like, painful or stressful is just Stands society out tells you. Yeah, and belief against tells the you, day. It should have been perfect. It was perfect. You're married. You have the love of your life. Why aren't you so happy? And there's not a space to deal with those, like, less than perfect things. And I had a situation on my wedding day where I, the day before my wedding, I got some kind of painful news, not kind of, some painful news. Um, somebody that was really important in my life at the time chose not to be at my wedding. Um, it was really part of a situation in this person's larger life story. Um, and I have come to understand it. I think, you a mean bit like better. ultimately not about you? Ultimately not about well, there was, it, I think the progress in my life kind of triggered something and it, it was, okay. was one of the trigger, triggers that maybe happened. It was very difficult for this person who was important to me um, and yeah. it still is in, in a lot of ways, but just uh, different ways now. Yeah. Um, and so it was just really hard because I had really considered that person in all of the planning and even in ways where like at, at the time I was planning my wedding, we weren't as close as we once were, but I knew that it would cause hurt and pain if I didn't include this person in the way that I thought I should. And mm -hmm. so, or in the way that they would want to be included. And so, or at least the way I thought that they would want to, which is also a hard thing to kind of try to balance right. what you think that trying to guess what the other people think or will want. And so, yeah. um, I really did a lot of things to sort of uh, manage and um, make this person comfortable and then just found out like the day before that, that they decided not to come, yeah. which threw a lot of things in for a loop because there are a lot of things that that person was supposed to do. And um, anyway, it took me a lot of time because that whole day, just like the presence of the absence was notable, you know, the presence mm. of that whole. And it took me a yeah, lot of time. It was to the kind able... of thing where we had to like, be conscious to not talk about it. Right. Well, I kind of had to, though, because it was like this person was on, like, on the list of people who had hair and makeup appointments, yeah. and I had to talk to the photographer about it, and I had to talk yeah. to the DJ because they were supposed to announce a birthday, and like I had yeah. to, you know, I just, it, it, there was a lot of stuff. And, and, she, and people were going to ask where she was, yeah. Yeah, and she's supposed to, yeah. It was a whole thing. And so um, it took me a lot of time to be able to reflect on my wedding without yeah. having to think about that. Um, and I think in some ways I still, I'm still working on that. Um, but the thing I have come to is that this situation, which was painful, um, actually created a lot of beautiful spaces that these people, I, I honestly could get choked up and like sob uncontrollably about it, thinking about it. Like it created spaces for other people to step up in my life and they did in ways that I never expected. And I am still to this day completely overwhelmed by like, mm. and I think about, like, the hotel room in the morning and just, like, laying in bed with you and Tina and just, like, giggling and, like, lay making us mimosas and watch And, like, all these things that, like, I didn't know to want. Like, I didn't know that I, who I needed there, you know? And, mm -hmm. like, the universe and, and God created that for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, I will never forget how fiercely 
all of us were, and you did not, you had a bunch of people around you that were not your bridesmaids because <clears throat> your bridal party. Well, we didn't your, have bridal parties. You did we it. Did, you, your bridal parties were your siblings. Siblings. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the people around you, I would, I would say your bridesmaids, but we weren't your bridesmaids. We were just your best friends that all had roles you in people. your wedding. Mm-hmm. We were all, we were all, I did a reading. A lot of us were ushers and mm-hmm. we were all generally your best friends. Yeah. And I will never forget how fiercely protective we all felt of you that day and how we were all feeling like she will have to be, you know, grieve this and go through this. But also we want to make sure that she fully absorbs every single moment of this experience so that she doesn't lose that part of it. And like, it was super important that I just remember people like coordinating to make things go smoothly and to like, try to keep you focused on the here and now and yeah and I felt that like and your I, friends I, yeah you just have amazing people around you I really do and, and I that's the other thing that weddings hopefully bring out <laughs> yeah I god I hope that I hope that for every single person that ever gets married is that you step away from that thinking yeah. like oh my god all not only do I have this one person forever but these people that I have around me are just the best people and of course they're flawed and of course it's complicated and of course there's like moments where you're like, oh God, who's dancing with who? And like, <laughs> but yeah. you know, just, just taking that all in. And I, and I just, my, my coworkers at least sang the most beautiful song and you did the beautiful reading and my coworkers organized a Hamilton like musical number at the reception. And, and your brother's speech was literally exclusively my, in lines from musicals. I love it. Now just, the rolls on the your tables did have buckwheat in them. I do oh. have to tell you. <laughs> That is true. That is true. And I almost ate one, but thank God, y'all, this is why we get married. Thank God I had my hand on the bread, on the carbs, and my husband put his hand on my hand and said, you better stop. That bread looks brown. Go check with the chef. And I said, you're being ridiculous. These are wedding, these are wedding rolls. They won't have buckwheat in them. Sure enough, buckwheat rolls. Yep. And who knew? Think Mark knew. Mark knew. Yeah, Mark knew. He's a spidey sense for my for my livelihood. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Uh, Speaking of of spouses, so before we sat down today, I I asked Caitlin. I was like, "So, what are your thoughts? Like, what are your reflections on the wedding?" And so she has some advice for queer introverts. Specifically queer because, or and specifically queer. We have one or two of one or two listeners who would identify as a queer introvert. I think (laughs) absolutely, and actually, not. I take that back about queer introverts. This is about our queer lady introverts. And potentially all introverted people. Gay, straight. Okay. Just people who <laughs> like to be by themselves. The category just got narrower and then wider. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, specifically because we, uh, there's a lot of like rigmarole around like bridal okay. hair and makeup. Well, sp- spit out the advice and then we can figure out who it applies to. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, ri- I am spitting out the advice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> As I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> micromanaging your speech. Go ahead. Oh, man. Um, so there's the whole idea of like bridal hair and makeup it's a long process and so Caitlin and I did it separately and she and then but she kind of felt like and I had a great time because I love my friends and people and extroverted you know nature and she she just really felt anxious all morning and what makes uh what Caitlin said is what makes her feel less anxious would have been being around me so what we would have done differently is we would have gotten our hair and makeup done together and then separate to get dressed so if you don't if you still don't want to see each other 
Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I've been to queer weddings where the brides got ready together and, like, do it however you want to do it. But if she's like, if we could have done it differently, maybe we should have considered, like, doing the hair and makeup together. And then we could have separated just to get dressed because she felt very anxious all morning. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I for one, have, like, really fond memories of getting ready, although I also remember that I, at one point during getting our makeup done, I got too drunk and had to slow down, get a cup of coffee. At my wedding or at yours? At your wedding. Oh, Oh, my God. yeah, yeah. I got half, like, I was either, it was either during my hair or my makeup, I, like, all of a sudden got, like, hit in the face with like the mimosas that we had been drinking <laughs> and then I was like I need some I need some cookies and some coffee now yeah <laughs> and, and then I felt better by the time we got married. makes you cookies and coffee oh yeah they were That's great another. yeah and um remember when I thought Tina was dead because <laughs> I thought she had gone into the bathroom and there was only one bathroom in the salon like under remodel or something and I, I thought she'd gone in there and I guess she had left and just sitting in the makeup chair and the whole time I was like I people would come back and say okay oh, I'm gonna use the restroom I was like oh there's someone like in there 20 minutes we were like I know Tina? <laughs> and I was like texting her and finally she was like sent me a selfie and she's like sitting in the makeup chair she's like I'm out here I was like oh yeah. my god mm-hmm. how'd you do that I forgot about that until now um yeah okay so yeah so think about that if you're an introverted person I like that idea that's a good idea yeah do you have any tips hmm Um, I, so, (coughs) right off the top of my head, the first tip that comes to mind is if you have any difficult family members, it is crucial to enlist another family member to, um, kind of keep an eye on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, my, I have a family member who... I love very important family member to me um, who I who got a little too drunk at the wedding and got a little um, emotional and um, was making a little bit of a display of, of herself and a relative swept her away very discreetly and my other tip is to just let it go if that happens and to be grateful even if the person is the most important person in the world to you I don't care if it is your mother or your sister or the groom I like I don't care if it's the groom I don't care like or the bride I do not care if they are getting out of control and are making a scene you will not regret you can get into an argument with them later about whether or not they left I don't recommend that. I recommend just letting it go and, like, if it's the groom, maybe get into an argument later. But if it's – I don't care if it's anybody else. Just (laughs) let it go because you don't need your night ruined and it's better that they're gone anyway. So that's that's a tip that I have. Although if it's the groom, maybe – yeah, I take I backtrack and do that thing. <laughs> I, I let's backtrack on that because I think if the groom is getting so schnockered on the on the wedding night that you need to send him away, then maybe there's like a conversation to be had about boundaries with alcohol. But <laughs> right, <laughs> um, but maybe not a mean one. Just maybe a conversation. Anyway, a conversation. so yeah. that's that's my one tip. And then the other tip is like this is the the best tip I was given, and maybe this is like a classic tip, but, um, is to just pick the, the three things that you care about the most and to focus on those things and then to pretty much just kind of go with the flow on everything else. Yeah. And that was the best tip. It's what allowed me to spend less than a hundred dollars in my wedding dress. Cause I just did not care. 
there. Um, I got our cake from the gro- grocery store. That's another budget tip. We got our cake from the grocery store. It was good. It was a good, well, Ucrops is a great grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would pick the things that you care about the most. Ours were photography, food, and um, music. And those were the things that we spent the most money on. And I yeah. think it paid off. Um, those three things were amazing. Even though our, our, our caterer was rude as shit. I almost fired him in the last Mm -hmm. moment, but we would, we would not have been able to get another caterer. So I almost, I almost fired him. Instead, I just left a really negative wedding wire review. (laughs) Perfect. The food was delicious. Yeah. And I was honest about it. I was like, the food was delicious, but it was the, the attitude. The guy was like. I got, I, I was, like, being a little late emailing him after we moved, and he, like, lectured me about the importance of promptness and, like, the importance of trust, and I, I was like, dude, I'm about to send you $10,000 of my own money, and, like, I've never eaten your food before. Like, don't lecture me on trust. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, that... I mean, uh, that's another thing. I'm glad that we did not fire him because it would have been... It, the food was good. I ultimately decided that I was not paying him to be nice to me. I was paying him for his food. The food was good, and we did not have to scramble for a caterer, so... Right, and that would have been a whole stressful thing. Yeah. It was probably more... Like, the ex- cost was worth it. Yeah. Um, uh, let it go. That's my advice on all fronts. Let it, let it all go. Let it go. Yeah, that's good wedding planning advice. I think yeah. my advice for wedding reflecting is to do it. Because there's... Even just in talking to you right now, I'm feeling so such, like... Amazing, like warm feelings that I didn't, I don't know, I haven't thought about since, since the wedding. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where if you don't take the time to reflect, reflect, it's going to get lost. Yeah, I agree. There's a part of me that wishes that I had gotten a wedding video made because like, I love looking at people's wedding videos and it just like makes me, that was just one of those things that we didn't want to spend the money on, but I, it's so nice to reflect on it. Even I would, if you are somebody who's married, who has bad memories of your wedding day, first of all, like know that you're not alone. A lot of people had really tough wedding days or wedding days that are tinged with sadness. If you recently like lost somebody or, you know, um, and if that's, if that's the case, like, one, you're not alone, but two, really do try to, like, spend time focusing and reflecting on the parts of, like, if not your wedding day, like, the union that, um, were beautiful. And, like, even in the pain, you know, like, yours is such a good example. I would, like, that sounds so Pollyanna if it wasn't for the fact that, like, you just explained your situation. Like, I don't know anybody who's experienced pain like that on their wedding day. Like, that was extremely painful for you. And there was something really beautiful that came from that. Yeah. And I, I truly believe that. And yeah, I think ultimately... It's hard to hear sometimes, every... but it's it's very true. Yeah, it is. And I also think that a wedding is the start of something. Mm-hmm. And even if it doesn't start the way you expected, it doesn't mean that it doesn't start the way it was supposed to. Right. You know, and that is, again, very Pollyanna. Yeah. But, yeah, think think back on it and reflect on it and make sure you don't forget the small things because I think that's very easy to do. Yeah, that's true. I remember um, 
Mark was like really excited about my nails on uh, our wedding day. He was like, look at your fingernails. And I was like, they were like this last night at the rehearsal dinner too. <laughs> and he was she like, I you. didn't notice them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is the best. This is how we can end this wedding talk. Yes. Is uh-huh. On my rehearsal dinner, the menu, we had um, she crab soup on our menu. And they there was a typo and it said she crap soup. And I didn't notice. And the sweet wait staff was so... Uh, like mortified that they immediately scrambled and retyped and reprinted all the menus for everybody swapped them out so discreetly I never even noticed until you pointed it out to me later they tried to throw them all away and you were like no, we absolutely not no. yes. <laughs> you were like please leave me one they were like we don't want so funny. they were like we don't want the bride to see any evidence and you were like truly the bride will be obsessed with this <laughs> I was like you don't know the bride <laughs> yes and and I I'm obsessed. One day we will. Yeah, post, I think it was really Alex that handled that whole thing. I don't. I don't was even it? know who pointed it out. I don't know. I just remember seeing. I really. I remember seeing the, the menu and being so truly delighted. Yeah. By it. It was, it really is, that is such a good metaphor for, like, how you should be about your wedding. Like, just laugh when the shit goes wrong, right? Right. That's, also, that's, like, I feel like they did that especially for you. You love it. I know, I do. You literally live for, like, a rude pun. I do, I really do, which, which brings me, actually, to, uh, my recommendation for the week. Oh, gosh, full of segues. I love that. I tell you, I, and this is not a rude pun, but I, today, I got, um, I was covering a class, a second grade class, and we did comedy hour because we had, like, five minutes to kill between buses. And I was like, okay, everybody tell me your jokes, and they have to tell them to me before they tell them to the class. And so I asked my kid, and he goes, okay, so how do you count cows? And I was like, how? I don't know. How? And he goes, with a cow-culator. <laughs> and I was like, get okay. out of here. That is the <laughs> best joke I've heard all day. How Seven. The best joke you've heard all day. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, I heard a lot of seven-year-old jokes. That that's true. You probably hear a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. So that's your recommendation. Yeah. That's, I love that. You know what? I was thinking about things that make me joyful this week. I try to like really, and that was one of them. Yeah, that's good. I seven-year-olds and ask them what their favorite joke is. Well, on the by the same token, um, one of the attending for the partial hospitalization program is an eighty-seven-year-old doctor. Um, so he loves to tell jokes, and the content of his <laughs> jokes, the the butt of every single one of his jokes is his wife, and there and you, he and his wife love each other very much. And this guy is so sweet and so tender, and like the loveliest man quite old um but the butt of all of his jokes is his wife and he said he was telling some joke the other day and it goes on and on and on forever so i'll try to clip it but he said um that somebody was telling him the secret to a happy marriage and that every time his wife is angry he goes to the garage and every time he's angry his wife goes to the bedroom and so they always just stay out of each other's way when they're angry and so anyway he's been in the garage for 35 years now (laughs) and and he was so that that i feel like a joke from a seven-year-old or an 87 year old is always going to hit a sweet spot i agree Mm -hmm. what a beautiful sentiment 
Yep. What are you recommending this week? So I have like a real recommendation, like a like a tangible hold in your hand recommendation. Okay, um, listen, that joke was a great <laughs> recommendation. I stand by it. Well, that's why I amended real to tangible hold in your hand because I did not want to ins- insult the the validity of that recommendation. Um, <laughs> so I have like just like I think every single person who is um, I don't know organized has I've been through a bit of a journey with my planner situation and I especially because like a lot of my different um like jobs and roles in my life have required different types of planners and I'm currently in a situation where I keep my personal appointments I don't have enough personal appointments to check in gmail all the time but I keep my personal appointments there. Like, I've got, like, my dentist appointments and my doctor's appointments and stuff like that. But all of my work appointments are in Outlook. And I hate Outlook, but that's just how we have to use it because that's the one that's compliant. And then I – but then I I want a planner where I can write – handwrite, like, a to-do list in it. So I've been looking and looking and looking for the right planner for me. And I finally found this planner called a Panda Planner. Panda like the bear. And every day, it's not a, it's not a numbered planner. You have to look it up to get the, like, full kind of uh, gist of it. And I'll send, a, okay. I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, every day is un, unnumbered. So you, like, if you skip a day, it doesn't matter. That page isn't wasted. And every morning, you do a morning review where you write down something you're grateful for, something you're excited about, a daily affirmation, what you want to focus your attention on that day, and what you're going to do for exercise that day. Then they have a list of where you want to write your your daily priorities. And then on the other page, they have like a schedule. And then at the end of the day, you review your day, like you review your wins for the day and you review and like how you think you're going to improve tomorrow. And so it's a way to be super. And they also have a weekly and a monthly section. So it's a way to be super intentional about like how you want to use your days and what you want to focus on. And I swear that that has been yet another part of the happiness thing is that I have been like making it a like an actual point to do things that like make me happier and which seems so it's not very novel seeming but like no you know, but it these works. things are things that I I think I have to thought all the time about how it seems so obvious but we don't do it and then we do it it makes such a big difference and, I, and then we try to and talk about surprised. it and like, oh wait it seems obvious <laughs> yeah yeah it's also like how we sometimes do things that will make us feel terrible and then we're surprised when they make us feel terrible <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not, that's never happened so, to me. i don't know about that yeah pe- people are so predictable <laughs> but anyway yeah i like this i really like this notebook it's kind of like i always want my planners to be like half to-do lists half schedules half diaries well i think that would all be thirds but you know what i mean and so this yeah. one is integrated in that way and i really 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 like it and i highly recommend so i like that yeah, check it out. It's you can buy it on Ma- on Amazon. It's not too expensive as planners go. It's in the twenty dollars range. So okay, cool, good yeah. to know. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so that's all, all right. I have for you tonight, my love. All right, did we spouse? We spoused. All right. Well, wait. Oh, questions. We didn't have any questions today, and we'd like to get some more. So email us questions at howdoispouse at gmail.com or find us on Twitter or Instagram at, at howdoispouse. Yeah, also not even just questions, but also like feedback in your own personal experiences. We would love to uh, include you in the convo. 
Absolutely. Especially if you have stuff about honeymoons, too, because that's going to be <laughs> Yeah, please let me know if anybody else picked a fight. I am so sorry for that, and I, like, regret all of my choices on that night, and I owe my husband a nice, relaxing honeymoon where I don't pick 100 <laughs> fights. So please make me feel less alone. Um, and we love you, listeners, and I love you, Lauren. I love you, too, Katie, and listeners. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.